if it's one thing I don't like, it's when somebody want to clash you into something that because you're not where they want you to be at, they put you in this class. So, you ever find yourself in a situation, let's say I'm going to give a good detailed example. You sit there, you meet a girl, she get comfortable with you, y'all end up getting intimate. Of course, she didn't, it didn't want to go there to that point, but it was comfortable enough and it's kind of like now she has the second thoughts. And you're not her man and you probably won't be. She tries to talk to you and tell her, tell you about things such as her day and what kind of hair she want to put on and what makeup she wants to use and can you take her to the store and things like that. Things that a hmm, a best friend would do. So, can't be a man, can't be nobody that she sees. So you're her best friend. You become her best friend after having sex with her. Sounds crazy, right? Or, it's a lot of people that tend to be on social media, and you see that they always have, quote-unquote, sisters and brothers. You got 74 sisters and 168 brothers. None of them are your blood-related. None of them will, you know, sit there and fix your flat tire when you're on the side of the road. But you continuously post them. And you continuously sit there and class them as a sister or a brother. You don't know these people yet, though. You want to sit there and legit believe that there's something of family. I don't know how the fuck people think. I just get tired of being classed or hearing people get classed because I'm a victim of classism. Oh, yeah. How many times I've been in the situations and whatever, and I'm best friend or brother. Shit sounds stupid. Mind you, I've been able to hold down certain relationships throughout still being a brother or best friend. Uh, I mean, let's just say that you wasn't able to class me in a certain stance and stuff like that, and you just call me a best friend and stuff. I'm, I'm not with all that. You can, you can be a best friend to somebody. You can. And as a male, you can be a best friend to a female. There's no problem in that. This is life. Everybody's not meant to be with each other, regardless of their genuine kinship for one another. The shit I don't like is the brother and sister shit. I have a sister. And I have like sisters. But I'm not going to call no random female who I may be crossed paths with once or twice to sit there and say that that's my sister. Or I'm her brother. Because we are not able to connect on a, another level than that. That shit just irks me. But uh, before I get into my soapbox and get on a tangent, well... You have stumbled upon episode two of the pilot season. Why I call it the pilot season? <clears throat> we know it as other names and 
of course, I'm not going to get into all that because it's not really necessary. And I ain't got to explain shit to none of y'all. At all. But the reason why I call it pilot season is because every so often in September or when the fall comes around, you have a premiere production happens and certain studios elect certain shows that the networks green light for them to start shows on. So if you green light something and you're able to get on there, the first episode will be the pilot. Sounds simple, right? So as the pilot season continues on, we would like to see that show grow. Make sense now? A little bit? reason why I call it pilot season is because you like to see the show grow. And you would like to see things come to fruition. And then also, you know, just elevating. It's pilot season. It's just a two-way, it's a two-way meaning. You're elevating. It's pilot season. When you get in the fall, you stack your bread. You get your money right. You get your mind right. You get yourself set for the next year. I love the name pilot season. And of course, it's yours truly. Um, back with another amazing episode. But as I was saying in the introduction, I don't like that classism shit. Um, I don't like look at my brother, look at my sister. Yeah, I mean we're not blood related. I don't want to call nobody that because family is a big thing. I'm very family oriented. I like people to be family-oriented. So I can't sit there and say 50,000 motherfuckers on Facebook is my brother or sister. Every every time somebody does something triumphant or great in their life, it's not my brother. I can appreciate them for them being the individual that I know them as. That's as simple as that. And it's more so, and it's more so, I guess, on the female side of things. That's where communication falls apart. That's where, like, some shit just not trustworthy. I can always go back to the Bryson Tiller song that's on um, True to Self, No Longer Friends. And he has a little conversation inserted into that song and I'll, you know, I'll put that song up on Spotify if you haven't listened to it but um, for the simple fact that a person, you, you might see a dude being insecure, you might hear a guy in the song being insecure asking a female like how is he your brother, like you know, y'all blood y'all family, you know your family got married together and shit, you can fuck them some true shit I'm not saying all situations are like that but it's just that you have some females that like to sit there and build this makeshift family with fucking strangers and people that they don't really know but but, but because you see them a lot and you, and you see them doing good that's my brother ooh yes child ooh And then sometimes I'm saying females don't sit there and support the person that's standing in front of them that's in a relationship with them. 
kind of sucks. But see, I'm not here to make accusations or bash or anything like that. It's just that I don't like all that classing type stuff. And that was just something that I just wanted to let you know about. So today's episode is pretty much my thoughts and my mind sitting there getting out some random points. That was just one thing. This is a, I mean, like I said, I've been a victim of it. I've been somebody's brother, somebody's best friend. I can't. And to be frank, we can't have sex. And then I'll be your best friend. That does not work. If we have sex, me and you were both comfortable enough to be that intimate. Now, if we can't further that, which it would be kind of hard, kind of, sort of. I've seen situations where somebody done had sex first and then blossoming into something else. Of course, the normal way would be blossoming into that and then sex and then progressing. There's always conventional and unconventional ways, whatever. I don't know. <laughs> I've, I've, I've tired myself trying to figure out what way to go to progress into the great and healthy relationship. God has to be in it in all type of fashions. Yes. That's like the, that should be the base. Because we can go off of man-made stuff. We can sit here and pick up books that tell us things that we already know. We can look at memes on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter to things that we already know. I guess it just makes sense coming from a person or when they put a meme with a famous person as the background that it looks enticing. It's stupid as fuck, honestly. What is so enticing about words and, and a meaning and things that you already fucking know because Young Boy or Kevin Gates or whoever is behind the background. And that's no knock to them and stuff like that, but I just see it. This is what I see on my timeline. If it's somebody famous, that's just the two that I see that uh, when you have a background, it's, it's them two. You know what I'm saying? And they probably don't even sign off on that and probably would be infringing on their likeness because you're putting their likeness on something that they probably ain't signed off on. I'm not going to get into the legalities of that, but you know what I'm saying? It's just common sense. It's common sense to, you know, be mindful of things. It's, it's also common sense to not fall for anything. But this is life. And nothing is calculated. I have learned that. On to some things that I like, you know, sports. When I think about Team USA and stuff like that, I always think, like, when you play for that basketball team, it's a group of guys who's representing this country. That's going to ball out outrageously. You know, other than the All-Star game, these players will not be seen being playing with each other. But they're playing with each other, and they're going to ball out, and they're going to bust niggas' asses by 40. 
this team USA team this year. If you follow, if you followed it and stuff, they was doing FIBA the the qualifying. That team was trash. And I get why some key players did not want to play for them. It is the preseason. They people want to sit there and get to elevate their game, and they don't have time to sit there and do all that. I get it, but the group of players that you did pick. Not the best. I fuck with Donovan Mitchell. Fuck with Jalen Brown. A question mark goes to Brooke Lopez and why he was kind of there because his game, albeit he's a good three-point shooter and all that, not somebody I would have picked. In hell. Carmelo could have been somebody that y'all should have picked and put on there. Why not? Does it have to be NBA players? And if you was going to do the world, the FIBA qualifying, why you get some college players? Them boys are hungry and ready. They will cross up anybody's country, dunk on them. It, that's it. It's done. Yeah, I got this kind of ragtag bunch of kind of great key players for teams. There was nobody that stood out. There was nobody to sit there and say, hey, I'm looking forward to looking at that guy during the NBA season because I probably don't follow the team. I'm looking at that guy. I know what Donovan Mitchell can do. I'm an avid NBA fan. I know what Jalen Brown can do. Once again, avid NBA fan. I also know what Brooke Lopez can do. It's not that hard. But for the person that is just liking basketball with no particular team and no particular player that they like, you would want somebody to step out and sit there and say, I'm looking at that guy this season. Nobody did that. And it kind of sucks. And it kind of sucks to look at Team USA to be losing to players and, you know, losing their qualifying matches. And then on top of that, losing the consolation game. It's not good. It's not good. When you think of Team USA, you think of Dream Team, Jordan Bird, Magic, David, Patrick, Pippen, all them boys that play. You think of Dream Team too. You think, you know, Grant Hill, Reggie Miller, John Stockton, like Dream Team, Shaq, Gary Payton, yeah. You think of those two teams, you know. You don't think some people don't know who was on Team USA and then not have anybody to stand out and shine. Kind of suck. I can get into football and then I don't want to. 
because unfortunately the team from Washington DC is playing pretty trash right now. But I like albeit they still in the same division. I do like the way Daniel Jones is playing. It's good. I will give credit where credit's due. I don't fuck with Dallas, so we're not gonna talk about them. Um and I don't really care for the Eagles like that. So we're not gonna talk about them. Chiefs, Baltimore and uh Baltimore Ravens and Kansas City got some amazing quarterbacks that are doing phenomenal things in like their second and third years. I just hope that in Washington that, you know, we can get Dwayne Haskins to do those type of things that a Patrick Mahomes and a Lamar Jackson is doing for their respective teams. Why the hell not? It's way early in the season, and of course, you know, teams will get tested and show their true colors. I mean, you can have a bunch of 3-0 and teams that won't even make the playoffs. Just saying. There could be a bunch of fluke teams that are playing very well who... Can't win a game for the rest of the season. That's how football works. Just saying. What I am proud of is two Washington, D.C. area teams, the Nationals and the Mystics. Yes, I do watch the WNBA. And them respected, well-respected, hard-playing women bust their ass for the little money that they're getting, and it's sickening. How is the whole payroll of the WNBA as a whole $11 million? And you can probably name over 100 players in the NBA. I'll just say a hundred. That makes eleven million dollars. Individually. Something gotta give. They can go overseas and make more money. Somebody needs either well, I don't know, maybe it's some financial backing that needs to happen with the WNBA. I mean the top player, Elena Deladon, and I'm so glad she plays for Washington. <laughs> I mean, damn. If anything, you know, I, I mean, a step forward. I mean, she really, the way she plays and the way she goes out there, she needs to be making like $10 million a year. I don't know how she's not. The, the top players need to be making $10 million a year. Something. Have them, I mean, five-year super max. You know what I'm saying? You can't really, this is not being sexist or anything, but you can't really particularly put that much of a commitment on a certain thing because women are very independent yet delicate yet strong people. And you don't know how the woman's mind and how 
a season or two seasons or three seasons or four seasons or five seasons. It might take a toll on somebody. They might need to take a break. I don't know. That's not me being sexist. That's just me being mindful. So I'm not saying put a 10-year commitment on a woman to sit there and be on a career. It's really women that, but then again, outside of sports, it's been women that have been working for 40 years at the same thing. So with me being mindful without being disrespectful and also me being clear that a woman can do whatever the fuck she wants, they need to really get paid. And they play fucking hard. And not just in the WNBA. Women's soccer. In the NCAA, women's sports period needs more recognition. Women's sports in all needs big recognition. You're not going to tell me that these women are making five figures when their games are being played on ESPN and ESPN2 and NBA TV. Come on now. The money's there. Somebody needs to put financial backing in there. Really do. I don't know who. I think the NBA should give some money to them. I definitely think so. Something. I mean, not even give, but just be. It's been around for 20 years. I think, no, about 20, 22 years. I remember when it first started. Showing my age, but yeah. I remember. And it was cool, and it was different. And the games were being played and people enjoyed it. I don't know how it went through this downward spiral. I don't know if because household names got older and they retired and you had to really focus on women's college basketball to know the names that were coming in. But if you watch sports, and I would say the downtime kind of came when like the Candace Parkers and the... so that's I can think of Candace Parker's, Diana Tarazis, and stuff like that. The Maya Moores and stuff came to lead, but these were pe- players that you've seen on ESPN making plays for their respective colleges. UConn with Maya Moore, Candace with Tennessee. You know what I'm saying? Like these ain't no sack of potato women. That was these women were balling for their respective teams. They definitely need to get paid more. I'm I'm championing that ten thousand percent. Fuck all the bullshit. Um let's see. I'm not I'm not too keen. I'm I'm tired of talking about Kaepernick. I'm tired of talking about what people may think Jay-Z is going to do. Look. I ain't seen no itinerary yet. You ain't seen no itinerary yet. 
Stop getting on that man about you sell out. You did all this. You did all that. Shut up. I ain't heard Kaepernick talk. All I hear is Nessa talk. Simple as that. And like I said in the last jump, Eric Reed really can't say nothing when he puts on a Carolina Panthers uniform every fucking Sunday. It's no one man that can sit there and make this shit work. It takes more than one person to sit there and make reform and and awareness to what's going on with black people and protests and police and Black Lives Matter. And we ain't got to sit there and answer to no fucking body. (sighs) Tonio fucking brown. (laughs) This nigga, first of all, I will never trust a nigga who got a golden mustache. He done fucked himself up in the worst ways. How do you go from going on the Raiders, becoming this this person, this man, okay, he went to Pittsburgh, he gave his years, okay, you know, got a fallout, didn't really care for Juju, didn't have a little, had words with Le'Veon, had words, he didn't really care for Ben, okay. Go to Raiders, get a fresh stop, brother. First, you sit there and burn your skin off, burn your skin off your feet like a jackass, and not put any protective wear on your feet when you're going into a ice chamber to, you know, stabilize your body and your bones and all that stuff like that. And you burn the skin off your feet, so you can't run. All right. You don't want to go to practice. You're really just lounging around. Can't wear the helmet that you've been used to. You make a fuss about it. File grievances. Okay. You lose that first grievances. No, I want this helmet still. You file a second grievance. You lose that grievance. Most people be like, okay, I did. I tried twice. I'll just wear this helmet. It's a bigger picture. The helmet is not safe. Obviously, they have these helmets that are listed in the NFL for players to supposed they supposed to use because they don't want child asses catching concussions, getting CTE, walking around like zombies, or sitting there and make doing harm to yourself in later years. But y'all stubborn and y'all spoiled because y'all make millions of dollars and you think that you can walk around doing and saying what you want. But y'all really just stupid asses a little bit. Not to get racial about it. These white men want y'all to perform on the field. If they didn't give a fuck about you, they... Some of them don't. As long as you're making them money and revenue for your respective teams and companies and corporations that they have. The least bit they can sit there and do is say, 
we don't want you to fuck yourself up or be fucked up 10 years down the road. So we give you a list of helmets for you to use so you won't get hurt. You can't use the old helmets. They're not safe. Everybody complied except for one person. Antonio fucking Brown. So you don't get your helmet. What you gonna do now? Think about retiring. Oh, okay. You're not. Your GM told you it's time to put up or shut up. You lost two grievances. Get over it. You miss all these games, all these practices, and they tax you for it. And then you put it on social media. Then on top of the fact you and your coach have a conversation, you blast that on YouTube. Then you and Mike Mayock have a little shot in the match, but it could have got physical. That's all over the news. You don't want to play for the Raiders no more. You don't want to be around them. You getting taxed for things that you feel like you shouldn't get taxed for. I have not, I have yet to see you, and this is when they, his tenure with the Raiders, I have yet to have seen you do anything, catch a ball, sit there and block or be in practice or anything like that with the Raiders. You probably had one or two practices. But okay, fine. You don't want to play? Cool. Great. Get in a fight with a GM. You don't think something's going to happen? Get suspended? Something? Yeah, yeah. You have somebody videotaping you, which is probably the most tedious and stupid and cocksucking job that I could ever imagine somebody having. Sitting there, somebody recording you in your kitchen, getting a text messages sent, getting text messages saying that you've been cut by the Raiders, and then you run in your yard. And you're happy and you do the little thing when you jump up and you tap your foot. And, you know, you don't know you tap your foot when you're jumping up and stuff like yippee and skippy and all that shit. Man, brother, okay, you got cut. Of course somebody's going to pick you up. You're Antonio Brown. You're a great receiver. You work hard. But something is off with you. So out of all the teams in the world, and of course, Washington, who has this thing about picking up fucked up, alleged fucked up people in the NFL. I'm sure they was looking at you. I'm sure they could have been close to picking you up. But out of all people in which... I don't understand, and I'll talk about New England another fucking time and place. New England picks you up. As if New England needs you. This is like where you see where you got everything you can possibly imagine. I'll break it down a little bit. Let's just say you go and your wardrobe, somebody's wardrobe is impeccable. And I'm a thrift shopper, so you might don't understand the analogy. You might do. 
So, one's robe is impeccable, all the shoes in the world, everything, all this, boom, boom, boom. You, you stumble upon this thrift store or anything like that, and you find this vintage 90s nautica jacket. Red, white, and blue. Hard as fuck. Big nautica, letters on it, the little sailboat thing and all that. Boom, 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 boom. It's at a thrift store. Shit, $15. It's crispy. It's not even dirty. It's not even dingy. It don't smell. It's nothing. It's $15. And you get it. You got everything. But you just see this shit. And you just got to get it because it's vintage. And you get it. That's when Antonio Brown was to the New England Patriots. You got cut, so, I mean, you get them at a little rate, so, boom. And I add you to this wardrobe of, or I add you to this cast and players of great feats. Tom Brady, you know, Bill Belichick, ooh, Robert Kraft, ooh, the big boys. But you can't play until week two. Cool. Sit out week one, you know what I'm saying? Get your mind right. Accusations of sex abuse from your former trainer. We can all sit there and say, nope, nah, that wasn't me, didn't do it. No, 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 no. She accused you of some shit. Then the test messages come out. With what she was accused for. Oh, you really did it. Why would you sit there and jerk off on somebody's that while they sleep? I wouldn't even do that in a relationship. I wouldn't slap my joint into my girl while she sleep. That's borderline rape. Y'all be thinking that shit cute and all that. No, you don't. I don't. I don't condone that shit. Excuse me. Me personally, I don't. I never do that. Because no matter how you might think that you are in this relationship and y'all wilding and y'all freeballing and y'all just. You ain't got no. You ain't got no. No balloon on your hat. You ain't got no hat on or nothing. And you going in the... I'm just not doing it. Sorry. No. You don't know what things this particular female has went through for you to sit there and just be comfortable in doing that. And she feels something slithering in her thigh. My stance. Motherfuckers can do as they please. It's just my stance. I'm not going to do that with just any old body until I am comfortable and they comfortable enough that they know that, hey, you might you, can, you might do that. Okay. You're free to do so. But you, he did that shit, and that shit is lame. And among other things, he needed text messages out there for everybody to see. All right. 
New England's aware of this. Still not making no noise. All right, week two, roll around. Boom, you know what I'm saying? Come out there, they throw the ball to you. They throw it to AB, throw it to AB. Get you a touchdown out the whole ordeal and all that. You know what I'm saying? You're looking good. You, you got Josh Gordon on there who's redeeming himself as a um, reinstated NFL player with his experiences. With his, it's just like, bro, like to smoke gas. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> AB's just a whole asshole and a distraction. You know what I'm saying? Josh Gordon like to smoke gas and be to himself. And that might be something he might need to do because maybe he has personality issues. He might have character issues. A.B. just wants to be seen. All right, so you go out there, you have a good game, kind of quiet you down the second half of that game. Then some more news come out, another action. And then you go through the whole week, you practice, boom, boom, boom. After that second game, another accusation come out. Oh, you done did too much for the Patriots. One was okay. We can deal. Two, oh, no. You're pushing it, brother. You get cut again. You didn't even make it to that Monday, that following Monday, to get your guaranteed check. That was smart as fuck. That's business unfortunately period they were smart oh no this new two accusations cut this nigga now we not waiting in no fucking Monday to give him no money you hear these accusations what will we look like if we give this nigga who's been accused of some nasty shit some money you got to fucking go, bro. Give me that jersey. Snatch the lanyard and brown off that motherfucker. Somebody get 17. I'm sure they'll pick up somebody. But the Patriots are so easy of disposing top players for motherfuckers they can find in the seventh round. And they be stars. Julian Edelman, star. Tom Brady, star. It's running back that they got Whitehead or something like that. Playing real good. Sony Michelle, albeit me and me and uh, one of my person I work with. Anybody that's from Georgia, University of Georgia, football team, that's a running back, automatic star in the NFL. And Sony Michelle was a steal. Um, yeah, A.B., you fucked up, man. Then you say you don't want to play in the NFL no more. Well, you got options, brother. You got options. You can be the biggest star in the CFL. Chad did it. Chad went to the CFL. Chad. We all know what Ocho Cinco did. Not going to get into that. Went to the CFL. Did his thing. Hey. 
you know what you'll be a bigger star a bigger star nigga if you go to the XFL get old Vince McMahon of WWE fame you'll be a big star they'll love you hell you a man attraction nigga and they let you put n- nicknames and shit. And you, oh, you got you can be AB. You ain't gotta be Antonio Brown. New persona. In wrestling term, nigga, you can be the top guy. You can either be the heel or the face. You can be Triple H, or you can be Shawn Michaels. Your choice. Man, oh man. But Antonio fucking Brown. I just don't know, brother. On some other things. I'm I'm really excited for some music that's coming out. Um, a lot of great music have been coming out lately. I've tried to keep up, you know. I one thing about me is when my son get older, I want I want him to inherit how I am about music. My stepfather put me on so much music. I appreciate that man to this day. And see, I'm thirty. I listen to shit back in '75, like I was the coolest nigga. I, like I was sitting in Portier, Uptown Saturday night at the Kitty Cat Club. Telling a female that walked by looking good, she a fox. Shit like that. I'm stupid as shit. <laughs> but, I mean, I'm so, I want him to inherit that because that's something that I really appreciate that I like. I enjoy music. It keeps me going. You know what I'm saying? Um, one thing I'm, I'm looking forward to listening to, and then I'll get into my last topic. Um... The baby should collaboration with Lil Baby. That jump fat. Uh, artists that brought out Stunner four times. You know what I'm saying? Big four times at that. You know? Hella from the Charlotte area. Coming out with this album... Kirk, which I believe is named after his dad. Um, he has a song on there in memory of his dad. I'm not sure the details of what happened. I'm sure maybe, you know, he's no longer with us. I'm not sure. I want to get full information once I listen to that album. I really think this is going to push him because this is, I think this is more so introspect on the baby. We got baby on baby. We got, you know what I'm saying? We got these playful songs. Walker, Texas Rangers should, you know what I'm saying? Collab, collaboration with Meg. You know what I'm saying? I think this album, particular album, will give us an introspect on the baby a little bit more in a little more personal and 
that shit gonna be hard. To me, I think it's gonna be hard as fuck. And me, I listen to very, I listen to people that most people don't know now. I'm in South Carolina, Columbia, and I listen to a wide range of things. I can listen to the baby. He ain't nothing but a, he from nothing but an hour away from me, Charlotte. Of course, Wale, hometown, Fat Trail. Yeah, all that. Casanova, New York. I fuck with Casanova. A, a boogie, all that. Go down south. Go down further. Thug, you know what I'm saying? Gunner, little baby. Money making neat. Put you on some shit, you know what I'm saying? Man, I'm, what I'm going to do, I'm just going to make a playlist for y'all. Y'all, you know what I'm saying? I'll make a playlist, put it on there. Y'all like it, y'all like it you know what I'm saying? I'll put the joint on, you know, on your playlist. I, I'll show you where it's at. Y'all like what y'all like, you know. If you enjoy it, that's what's up. I'll put a playlist out there for y'all to listen to my ride range. It's like a regional playlist, you know what I'm saying, from everywhere. Newer shit, you know what I'm saying? Um... West Coast shit, man. All that, all of that, man. All of that. It works. It, I mean, I just, nah, I can't just be stuck listening to one particular thing. So, I, I mean, just all in all, I just think that that album that Baby gonna put out, yeah, that's gonna be, that's gonna hit. That's gonna hit. And it's gonna hit a little different. I think so. Um, looking for on the R&B side of things, but still looking for a Rihanna album. I don't know when it's gonna come out. Fenty's making her a fucking billionaire. Might not come out with an album at all. Would I be a little disappointed? Yeah, because Auntie. It was a great album. Or anti, however you want to pronounce it. It's a great album. That was... Uh, I, I, how I feel, I think that that was a mainstream introduction to Scissor. When they did their collab on there. If you, nah, if you, it's, I'm just saying, like, it was pretty good. It's pretty fucking good. Pretty fucking good album. Um, but for like the heavy hitters that we, you know, Ross, Ross album is a good album. I kind of, that's a grown up type of thing. Jeezy, all that, you know. Good music, good music. That's just out lately, you know. But yeah, that. Definitely look out for that, the baby that come out Friday. I think I'm going to enjoy it. I know I'm going to enjoy it. I'm sure, I'm sure you will, so I'm, I'm putting my stamp on that. Definitely putting my stamp on that. Um, but for my last topic, <laughs> in which probably I'll probably run out of time trying to explain it or whatever and stuff, but whatever. I might, I might, I might not. So the last thing that, you know, has been on my head is 
the reasoning of interaction between male and female. Um, there has been times, and you know, I always sit there and say statute of limitations and relations, but I will have you talk about whatever. There has been times to where most interactions between male and female caps off of getting a number. Most females try to, you know, do the thing like, no, I'm not going to give you a number, but you can give me yours. Okay. Fine. I have been the type of person in past time to sit there and give a female my number. Now that joke can sit on the shelf for however long. It can be used the next day. It's very all dependent on the communication. The thing that gets me, and this is, is if you are the least bit not interested, there is no need to exchange any numbers. If you interact with somebody and, and, you know, you have a great interaction face-to-face, that's it. That is the face card, the interaction face-to-face. We can sit here and pick and pluck people off of Instagram, Snapchat, Facebook, Twitter, all that. And sit there and shoot them some flim-flam and we don't see them in person because... Just don't cross paths. They could be in the same city as you. Never cross paths. You could have seen them before. Never had said anything to them. But we see them because they are Facebook friends. We have mutual friends and all this stuff. And Alright. You might send a little direct message. Or you might send a um, chat or something like that. Whatever. And you're sitting there talking to them. And of course, that's, it's that air of uncertainty like where is this coming from like i don't know you <laughs> um not and prevalent on the female side versus the male because even if a female did inbox and sit there and say hey i think you look good i you know oh my god I, you know i just want to talk to you and all that hey that's great that means that a woman is not afraid to go out there and get what she wants and a lot of females don't do that I wish they would. But a lot of females do not do that. They don't go out their way to sit there and be like, hey, I think you, I like you, but you know what I'm saying? Oh, I think you cute, handsome, whatever. Whatever. And it's for a man to sit there and do man things by initiating some things. Now, and with doing that and sending IMs or direct messages and inboxing somebody. You probably got a ragtag bunch in your inbox. And for me to be weeded out of that ragtag bunch, it might have to take that female some thought process to sit there and be like, what makes you fucking different than these niggas that be texting me and inboxing me every day? And I get it. 
I just, it's not something that I would want to always do. It's not something that anybody want to do because you could be genuine in trying to inbox somebody and you can be classed as that fuck nigga. See how that full circle goes around? Being classed, put in a box, categorized. It's, it's, being classed and racism and shit, it's up there, man, with the shit that I don't like. It's up there. But everybody don't want to sit there and inbox you. So if you get a chance to sit there and be around somebody, if you see them and like, damn, okay, they're around me. They might be out, might be eating with me. They might be at the bar with me, all type of shit. Cool, okay. You got that face card. So, you know, all you got to do is sit there and get a number if vibes are in relation. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes I don't think that the vibe is there, and the woman don't mind giving you their number. But then when you utilize it, there's no reciprocation. Like, I'm not going to hold, I'm not going to hold nobody, atten- I'm not going to hold anybody too long if they are unable to be consistent with texting. Everybody got a job hoping that if you wanted to talk to somebody or sit there and be involved with somebody or even remotely want to vibe with somebody, that you have a job and or a car. Place to to sit there and even talk to somebody. Cool, whatever. Not to saying that the material things have to make the person look sexier to you, but, you know, just have something that we can go off of. Job and a car should be standard yeah um with all that being said when a person utilizes something that they gain from you you would think the reciprocation be you know on on point but the inconsistent nature of communication draws red flags now you have everybody that put that they're single and they're lonely and they want something and they want somebody to be different and show face. And if you're like me, shoot your shot, all this and stuff like that. Great. All that stuff is great. You can put it on Instagram. You can put it on Twitter. You can put it on Facebook. You can put it on this stuff and get a whole reaction from a whole bunch of people that will not show you anything of what you just said. But particularly are you ready for that are you ready for somebody to sit there and say i want somebody to take me on like a original date i'm so tired of niggas saying what you doing okay but do you find yourself always responding to them what's you doing no i've seen this and i don't particularly i never sit there and ask somebody if i'm talking to somebody or I'm trying to talk to somebody or I'm involved. I don't send a WYD. No. I'm being detailed. I'd be like, hey, good morning. How your day going so far? Shit like that. Something to make them think. What you doing is everything. What you doing, shit, you can be on the toilet. And if they sit there and tell you I'm shitting, have my morning shit. Then what? You gonna sit there? And, I'm not. That's not detailed enough. I'm not gonna ask nobody. Wyd? Question mark. 
all I'm saying is if that particular guy sit there and invest in trying to talk to you or communicate with you in a different manner than the guys that you sitting there and uh, have crossed your path don't be inconsistent you can do what you want or you can sit there and make the decision that you choose don't be mad that you sat there and slept on that person because of nah this is gonna be just like any other nigga and shit like that and all this stuff it's too much judging and it's too much classing and it's too much preconceived notion prior to anybody saying anything to anybody much love and respect to the army military services of all branches of everything an example of mine is somebody I one of my homeboys have sat there and told me to come to the bar and wanted me to take the attention of another female who was there with her friend and mind you it was her birthday long story short um I was sitting there having a conversation with him, talking to him, you know, vibing. All that. Cool. Great. Fine. But then you class me as, man, I thought you was an army dude. And if you was, I wasn't going to sit there and say nothing to you. Well, me, me normally being an asshole and stuff like that, I probably would have walked off because I'm like, man, all right, well, you know, I'm be over here, boy, and shit like that. I'm be in my own world and shit. Don't judge me, cause I'm is that you talk to, and that's for anything, because I hey, right, don't judge me because I'm bald headed. Don't judge me because I'm a little. I'm a little on the husky side. Don't judge me about nothing. You don't know me from a can of paint. Just take what I say to you as something that you. I'm being real or I'm going to do the same with you. I'm not judging you. I can't judge you because you got a fat ass. I can't judge you because you got long hair. My name be yours. I'm judging you because of how you communicate and what type of person you are, how you carry yourself. I'm like, matter of fact, I'm not judging you, period. Who am I to judge anything? So, you know, all that judging shit, when motherfuckers sit there and be trying to get to know you and all that, kill all that dumb ass shit, it's dumb. I'm not saying, you know, the first thing that you should go off of is how they present themselves. First impressions are everything. What you say out your mouth should be the guiding source for you to make a decision whether or not you want to sit there and give a person your number or sit there and leave that conversation and that interaction right where it's at. But don't just be giving niggas numbers and shit like that and then, you know, when they use it, you don't fuck with it. That's fucked up. But that's my last little thing.
as I said, thank you for t- tuning in to the Pilot Season Podcast with yours truly. I'll be back with another one later on. See you later.